going to Aaron's question yesterday about developing antidotes or so if you think about it the what samadhi is about it's it's about a strength of mind which can know things arising and ceasing and not get caught with them right? not get attached to them and so much of the uh, intentionality and practice is to balance out those aspects of our habits which um, keep us engrossed in the sankaras in a wrong way. So, like the the very the most basic kind of balancing is around present moment, because you see much of our distraction is past, future, past, future, past, future, past, future. So. Just that, you know, that intention of, like, like as, you, as you're sitting or living the day, you make this strong intention, just that one thing, present moment awareness, as each time, whatever your mind is going off, past and future, you just do that, you do that, you do that, and after a while, that strong intentionality shows you that drift to past and future. So that's a kind of, you know, very obviously balancing, but we don't kind of talk about it so much, but... Um, that has to be very, very strong to sort of kind of get you into the game. And then also if, if, if you just think about how we um, we sort of lose the plot through thought. You know, much of our attachments and distractions are just the, through the untrained thinking mind going off all the time. So, so body awareness is a very obvious uh, antidote to the continual proliferation of thought. And so if you think of anapanasati, the sweeping practices, uh, postural, all those things are just just getting you into the body. So if you do, do those two things as antidotes, one present moment and more bodily awareness, that's a big step in then being a, a, able to actually understand what the conditioning of your mind is and how suffering works and the end of suffering. Like I said, it sort of gets you into the game, and then, and then specifically, you 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 start to intuitively choose things which which are of interest to you, because there has to be, I think, to pursue an object of meditation in a in a way in a in a be it a technique or whatever, you have to have some interest in it. You have to have some intuitive sense. Well, yeah, this might work, and 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 so the the themes of meditation that we pick up are based on our kind of what we're challenged with and then what we're what we think would take us to a place in our minds which is calmed and not addicted to those things so for for me like for example i try to feel thought in my head so just trying to notice what is the actual physical sensation of thought and it is a pressure in the brain and then i try to Bring my attention down from, from literally from the brain down to the heart chakra, and that, that from that puts me into the state of 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 openness and sensitivity and awareness. So that's a very specific antidote that I've developed to deal with all kinds of things. One is just the tendency to go off into thought. One is to go past and future, and then also the I just find the opening of the heart to be very very conducive to sustained presence, which is really what I think Samadhi is trying to point to. And so classically if you if you think like about the hindrances, the hindrances are saying if you're if you're feeling dull, 
you have to put energy in. Obviously, right? If you're feeling restless, you have to be calm the mind. If you're infatuated with something, you have to practice renunciation. If you're averse to something, you have to kind of forgive. And if you if you're uh, a doubter, you have to stop thinking. So you can see that that they're just very you know they are they're all constant balancing techniques. And then if if you if you think about like just the kind of the initial and subsequent like you in the chanting we have initial and subsequent application of mind and that's very much using using a thought and intention to do these things. So. Uh, I find my mind going past future, past future, and then I make the intention presence, presence in what, whatever way I want to do that. And and I might have to say that very strongly in the beginning, but as my mind settles, subsequent application of mind, I don't have to do it so much in my mind, and I can let go of it. So, and then then I do that through the kinds of uh, habits that I have. So, uh, piti sukha that could be like bodily happiness and physical happiness. So I'm, I'm, I'm meditating, and I have more bodily awareness, and I notice, whoa, I'm really trying hard. And my, my shoulders are tight, and my hands are tight, and, 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 then, I, and then I just make the suggestion, what, what would be a relaxed body and a relaxed mind? And then ekagata, the kind of one, one pointedness in mind, you could see one pointedness on the object, or one pointedness in time present moment awareness. Both could, could be both. So they're all really revolving around a kind of intelligence that we have about what what we want to do, what we want to achieve, and then our, an intelligence around our own karma, our own, own conditioning. So for myself, I've never done much asuba meditation because I found it brought up too much dosa. And people say, well, you're doing it wrong. I say, oh, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I never found it interesting. About metta bhavana and heart practices, I found it very interesting. Or space practice, I found that interesting. So one has to be careful not to just take on board a group of practices which someone else says would be good for you. It has to, again, there has to be the kind of authentic personal interest in it that it kind of makes sense to, to, your, to your own character. And then once you, once you find something that is of of interest and intuitively it says yeah that's the right way then then i would say really just really work work with it or to get really good at something right whether it's carpentry or pottery or cooking or whatever just really really pick it up and 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 become very confident in it because then because the thing you're interested in if it's imbued with wisdom and understanding then it'll always make sense. And it, and it should always bring you back to the present moment and awareness of change. That's what we're doing. If you're trying to manufacture something, you know, some, some again, some state of mind which you hope to have or that you remember you did have or that you've read about, that manufacturing will be, a, I think, a misuse of the, of the technique because it'll be still fraught with time, bhava, you know, becoming, and then that'll be fraught with trying to get rid of. And that's a that's a very hard one to see sometimes. This tendency always to try to create a state of mind. So, for for me, my my entry into the present moment, I always try to get very very clear uh, the suchness of the present moment without and and very and, and very carefully observe the, the the tendency to be looking for something. That for me is as an important. Uh, beginning, uh, uh, momentary beginning, that, that 
I feel I feel the sense of presence rather than looking for something. I'm aware of what is, and that was a, for me a. It's it doesn't take much in words to say that, but that that tendency in me to always be trying to find something. I think it took a long time to actually see how subtle that could be, around to, to kind of open up to what is. And then when you when you open up to what is and you understand that, like both intellectually and 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 physically, you, know, you feel it. Then the techniques that you pick up enhance that, make that stronger. And then and then the things which take you away from that sense of pure presence, you begin to understand them, and you you have a natural wisdom in developing things which help you in that way. So if you get an intuition, I try it. And try it out, but but realize that novelty will keep you attentive for a while. You know, this is novelty always. You know, for like a day, wow, this is good, and then the novelty wears off, and then it's boring again, right? So there's, like Mr. Goenka says about putting the kettle on the fire and then taking it off, and it never really, really boils. Um, so if you if you develop a particular style of practice, then you start to see that like the hindrances of boredom coming up disinterest coming up as objects of awareness rather than just changing um, and and keeping the mind sort of entertained for short periods of time novelty is interesting it can it can really you can you know read some technique or someone tells you wow yeah this this really works and then four days later you still have the same habits of mind so the the classic is we say asuba balances uh, infatuation or greed and meta balances aversion but doubt basically you have to stop thinking because doubt begets doubt begets doubt it's obvious and that kind of just uh, the, the capacity to when you need to figure out sure you use thought but then to realize there's a limit to that and trusting in silence trusting in that kind of attentiveness silent attentiveness that's very important otherwise you never get beyond doubt because thinking uh, has its place, but it you can't put an end to thinking by thinking. You, know? you can't get to the silence of the mind through thought. Right? Something to ponder. Namayang Damakataya Sadukarang Dadamase Sadu Sadu Sadu